Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of NFL Fantasy Guru. I'm your host, Joe Sandoni. Along with me, our own NFL Fantasy Guru, Joe Pepe, in just a moment. Just to break things down for you, again, this is our second episode, and we appreciate all the follows and the questions. A new segment, we'll be getting to some fan questions in this episode. We'll start things off. We'll lead off with major news. We'll get to the waiver wire. Again, we'll go to your questions. And a little segment we did last week and had some fun with was head-to-head, just best players fantasy-wise in each game. We'll check back and see how Pepe did in a couple of those, and then we'll do the same thing and pick them for this upcoming week. All right, so time to get to week three. Joe, let's get to it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get to week three. I had a good week two, you know, crushed my opponents, actually went undefeated for the <laughs> week. So let's go. Let's go for it. All right, so plenty of major news uh, around the NFL. We're going to lead things off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz will be back under center. and it will be a nice little homecoming for him as well as the Eagles will be back at Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Also, this just in as well, Jay Ajayi will be out for that game. So, Pep, let's talk about Wentz's presence to help this offense out that's been struggling a little bit. And then what do you do if you have Ajayi on your team? And do you pick up Corey Clement? Well, I mean, let's start with Carson Wentz first. And, you know, thank thank God he's back because nothing against Nick Foles. He had a decent game. He had a decent game last week against Tampa Bay. But Carson Wentz is just so much better. I mean, before he left last year, he had 3,200-plus yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You're going up against a Colts defense that, yes, they shut the Redskins down, but we have a better offense than the Redskins. And they couldn't shut down Andy Dalton in week one. I think Carson Wentz is not going to have a crazy game. Like, don't expect what Patrick Mahomes did last week with six touchdowns, you know, 400 some yards. It's not going to happen this week. He's got to knock that rust off. And also, you look at chemistry factor with him coming back as well. Yes, he's been taking snaps with the first team. But then you also look at it as the wide receiver core is so banged up. He really only has Aguilar and Ertz as well. So they've been a primary target for Nick Foles, obviously. And then you had... Uh, Mike Wallace is going to be out. He's out. He's yeah. out for a while. Yeah, he uh, he walked out with a walking boot, and that that's never a good sign. Yeah. So, I mean, you wonder, and it'll be nice, I guess, because the Colts don't have the sharpest defense, as you know. But projection wise, if you have him on your team, are you starting him? I mean, the problem with Carson Wentz with drafting him this year was you had to draft him, but then you had to draft somebody else. Now. There's been some people who've been very lucky and gotten Carson Wentz and Patrick Mahomes. Well, you're starting Patrick Mahomes right now. He's still playing pretty bad defense this week. We'll get into Patrick Mahomes in a minute. But otherwise, if you've just been kind of streaming a quarterback, maybe like T-Mobile, maybe Mitch Trubisky, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's working out for you, you stick with Ryan. But if you've been streaming people, I think you go with Carson Wentz. I think he still has a good game. I still think he gets something like you know, 250, maybe 300 with two touchdowns and an interception. And I would take that for his first game back. It, and it, he's going to have to throw a little more now because Jay Ajayi is possibly out. Exactly. So now you have Ajayi out. Do you pick up Corey Clement? If you own Ajayi, if, you know, I'm sure people out there do have Ajayi on their team. Do you say, you know, and Sproles being down as well. So you're probably going to have Wendell Smallwood, who's, you know, yeah. in and out, has a few plays here and there. And then... It's going to be a workload for Corey Clement, and he catches a lot of passes too. And just a quick reminder, we do focus on PPR leagues here for Real Fantasy Guru. Yeah, so what do you do with that? <laughs> yeah. So do you say, you know what, let's go for it and pick up Clement? 
Well, a lot of people, if they were smart, they drafted Clement and they kept them. If they were smart, they didn't get too nervous through the week one woes and they had him last week and he got a touchdown. He had a decent game. It wasn't the greatest of the games. Um, yeah, if he's on your waiver wire, you, you jump at him. You're not going to get many chances to get an RB1 on the waiver wire. You have to jump at him. But something that the Eagles did that a lot of people aren't realizing, and I might go deep into the waiver wire for this guy, Josh Adams. He's on our practice squad. He was in the preseason game for the Eagles all preseason. He's a big banger back, kind of like Jay Ajayi. I think they use him in the goal line. Anything down in the red zone, I think they're going to bang and get those yards with Josh Adams and not Corey Clement. And like you said, Mike Wallace is injured. Alshon Jeffrey is still gone doing whatever he's doing with his injury. Um, Dallas Goddard didn't even show up in the game last week. It was the other rookie, Perkins. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it's got a good chance to get a deep waiver claim on Josh Adams. But yeah, if Corey Clement's out there, you grab Corey Clement. That's not even a question this week. It's him and Gio Bernard right now that are the one-two punch for waiver wires. And we'll talk about the Bengals a little bit later. But shifting now, we'll go north and to the AFC, to the New England Patriots. A big splash. Brown's getting rid of Josh Gordon for a fifth rounder. And now he's in New England. Well, can, can we just start this with the fact that I know you have this thing from years ago with Brandon Marshall. I think it was to the Bears for the fourth round pick. I think it was a speak, fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Speak on the fact that you can't pull these trades off in Madden. How does this happen in real life? And why do people keep helping the Patriots? Uh, yeah, the Patriots have enough help, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, they have the geniuses with Bill Belichick and, you know, Tom Brady, one of the greatest ever. I, it's the, and, and, and one thing that's annoyed me that I keep hearing is like, oh, it's, you know, it could be something like Randy Moss. I highly disagree with that. And the reason why is because when they got Randy Moss, first of all, Randy Moss is a smart player. Obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame, you know, one of the greatest of all time. You know, that doesn't need to be, we don't need to go through his numbers. We all know he's great. But when he went to New England and had that fantastic year to lead off in 07 and then go into the Super Bowl run with, what was it, 23 touchdowns, I believe? Yeah, I believe so. So, when you compare that, he had the whole offseason to study that playbook. Now he's coming in there to week three. Here's Josh Gordon, who had trouble staying or had trouble staying out of trouble, basically, yeah. in Cleveland. And now you had now you're going to the cream of the crop. You're going to a first class organization with the New England Patriots where you know, you know, a la, you know, where's Mike Gillisley at this point? You know, if you fumble the ball in New England once, you could just be out. Yeah, who was that you know, guy a couple of years ago? He had four touchdowns and he missed a practice. And yeah, gone so then you're gone. And now yeah. James White, he was barely in the game yeah. last week. That he sh- was even worse. And, you know, so they're so strict there. Can Gordon just basically go through an entire culture shock? I think short term, this could be a good move for them. But long term, I don't really think so. Yes, he had that all pro year in 2013, you know. But 2013 is a long time ago now. It's here and now with the NFL special. So I I don't see him being this great savior and coming in as a Randy Moss now. I mean, it hypes up everybody. And, you know, can he have that potential? Sure, but he hasn't shown it. If he does, great for him. It's a great move by the Patriots. But, you know, shifting to the fantasy side of it. And another thing with receivers, you have to learn that playbook. Like, yeah, they'll have some packages for you here and there. But very rarely is the guy going to come in you know, this week, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to have like 10 catches and a touchdown. Yeah. Because he's got to learn a whole new offense. They say that that playbook is like a graduate level type playbook. It's not easy. I mean, they've brought in players before that couldn't handle it. Cooks didn't have a great season. Chad Ochocinco couldn't have a good right. season. Um, like you said, Randy Moss is a much smarter football 
IQ than Josh Gordon in my eyes, hands down. But if you have Josh Gordon, it does get you excited because you know what you could do with Josh Gordon? You could say, hey, you go out there, you run the nine. And for people that don't understand what the nine is, the nine is the deep ball. You just run straight. Right. And he could beat you in the nine. Like it's it he'll beat anybody. Him and Tyree Kill are just up there. They're faster than everybody. They're gonna beat everybody. The biggest thing with him is if you own him, I might try to sell him. If I could sell him high right now, I'm going to do it. Because like you said, he could screw up and be gone next week. They've gone through so many wide receivers that like I it's I, carousel I, yeah, with it really wide is. receivers there. But Everyone, I mean they're still successful. Yeah, well that's I don't get you the know. Patriots. They're just a whole different animal. But like I would try to sell him high. I he's got potential to boom. Yeah, he, he can go off, but he's got potential to bust. Let's not forget that Edelman's gonna come back. There's still Chris Hogan. Rob Gronkowski is still the number one and there, here's, regardless. And Here's one thing I think. If Gordon's in the game, I think that's going to wind up helping Gronk because yeah. they know that it's zero in on him. Yeah. Even though he's a tight end, it doesn't matter. Obviously, he's one of the best threats in the NFL. You know, with Gordon in the lineup, you pretty much figure that's going to take some attention away from Gronk. So if you have mm-hmm. Gronk in fantasy, his numbers might go yeah. up. Gordon might not do anything, and you're not going to care because you don't own him in fantasy, but Gronk's numbers might go up with a few more catches. Yeah, and I, and that's kind of how I see it going. I see it, hey, Josh, go run really, really deep, open up <laughs> the middle for us so that Gronk, Chris Hogan, and Edelman can run freely, and there you go. They're all going to jump up. Yeah, Josh Gordon's still going to get his numbers, but I just I don't see a lot of snaps for him especially in the first couple of weeks. So if you can catch somebody who's really high on the Josh Gordon train, maybe you remember back to your draft to somebody who's like, oh, I should have had him. Send that guy a trade right now. Right. And just work your way through that and see what you can get for that because it might be worth it to you. It, it never hurts to send the trade proposal. It, it, it can't hurt. So plenty of news from Philadelphia, plenty from New England. Now we'll shift to your homie, Patrick uh, Mahomes. Only player in NFL history, that's right, you heard that right, with 10 touchdown passes in the first two weeks, no interceptions. I, I mean, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. It really. I mean, what can you say? I don't think anybody was going to predict this one. No, we and we all knew um, he had this gunslinger mentality. Mike Mayock, when he came out, equated him to Brett Favre and Jay Cutler, which... You know, they're two completely. Two kind of, yeah, yeah, night and day. Yeah, they're, but they, they have that same mentality. Strong arms, they can launch it in there, but they're going to throw interceptions. So I get where he was going with that. But the zero interception part shocks me more than anything else. He's making really good decisions, and there's been some interviews of him saying, like, last year he spent all year just trying to learn, trying to figure it all out, like anticipating where this guy will go if this guy turns to the left instead of the right. He's figuring out all these little nuances of the football game, which I think is amazing for him. And you know what? If you got him late, your team could be dominant right now because this team is just full of speedsters. Everybody's so fast that the other the defense just can't keep up all game with them. You want to throw it? You want to block the deep guys? Fine. We throw it to Kelsey and Hunt. You want to block the short guys? Fine. We throw it to Sammy Watkins and Tyree Kill. You're not catching Tyree Kill like I just said. He's faster than everybody out there. They call him a cheetah right. for a reason. Right. Yeah, I, it's amazing. He's like, I think, 582 yards, 10 touchdowns, you said? He's got 10 yeah. touchdowns through two weeks. And he's playing the Niners. Which, that, and that's what yeah. I was going to get to. And now and they're going to be home against San Fran. And, you know, we'll get to Ryan Fitzpatrick in a second because you can't talk about one without the other at this point because they're probably two of the biggest surprises in the NFL. Yeah. We'll stick with Mahomes for a second. Now they're going to be at home. And, you know, because we talked about them traveling on the road to Pittsburgh. Obviously, Pittsburgh's defense is not, is not yeah. what they used to be. But... You know, still a kid in his second start. Wow. Yeah. Now he's going to go back home to Arrowhead. Tough place to play. 
against the Niners, who are up and coming, you know, fantasy wise. I mean, what do you what do you say? I mean, it's almost gonna be like, can he keep doing it? And like, you're always gonna ask that question. Well, can he repeat it? Can he repeat it? You know, he's not gonna keep throwing four and five TDs, but. Fantasy-wise, where do you see his projection? Honestly, for this week, I think he can keep doing it. I th- Matt Stafford, after having that atrocious first game, had a really good fantasy game against him. Had three touchdowns against the Niners last week. I could see Patrick Mahomes throwing another four or five because they just don't want to hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt in the goal line situation. It's like Andy Reid wants to tell everybody, like, look at this smart decision that, I made. Look, look, look. And that's know? another thing. Andy Reid knows how to you know, basically raise quarterbacks. He's yeah. done it with Favre. He did it with McNabb. Yeah. He reconstructed Michael Vick. Yeah. Now Alex he has Smith a whole new – Alex Smith had his big year when, you know, he was over there in Kansas City, and now he's doing it with Mahomes, a young kid. So, you know, Andy Reid knows how to develop yeah. talent, and right now they are certainly on the right path. Chiefs at home against the 49ers coming up. The other man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh. Torches the Saints. No big surprise. Saints don't have any defense, despite it being a – Division game on the road, but nobody expected that, what he did in week one with four touchdown passes. Then he goes up against the Eagles. Everyone talks about the Eagles' defense. They have depth on the line. The secondary is locked down, and you can throw that out the window because all of a sudden he throws for over 400 yards again and four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. And did you see the outfit he came out in? He stole the show. Oh, that Jackson's was great. Outfit. That was great. Listen, he's con- he's, he looks <laughs> like awesome. Conor McGregor. Like, that was it, so awesome. You know, he's out. He's, if he just walked out with that little swag walk that Conor McGregor had, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but the only the only blemish he's had is this one interception that he had this game. I mean, we have one of the best defenses in the league. That's what everybody says. That's what everybody was going into. But he torched us. He, we, you know, and he torched Jalen Mills. Like, Mills just had a terrible game. But beat us with Deshaun. He beat us with Evans. He beat us with OJ Howard. Had that long play. Godwin had a nice game. We no matter what we did, he figured out a way to get around us. But it's just it's amazing. This guy has such a roller coaster type life with football, and and I, now he's playing for fun. You can yeah, see it on his face because yeah, he's enjoying this. But now, if you're thinking fantasy ownership, you know if you have him, is is he going to win their starting job? Now, coming up, they will be taking on the Steelers at home, so they're still in, they'll remain in Tampa Bay. They'll take on Pittsburgh. You know, another weak defense that's already been torched a couple times this year. So, yeah, four I mean, are you starting them again? I mean, are you just riding the wave? I mean, you know, if you're, like, really lacking a quarterback or somebody you have isn't, like, having the greatest game or the best matchup and you could go grab Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe maybe you go do that. Maybe you go grab Ryan Fitzpatrick and you use him for this week. I think he's earned a few more starts past week three, even if he has a bad week three. I think he has earned a couple weeks with Winston on the bench. But that's always going to be an issue coming up. But this week, he's playing the Steelers. And that defense is just Swiss cheese. There's holes everywhere. Like, they're just not a very good defense. And it's a Monday night game. And they're at home. And I could just see this being another shootout where it's like 42-37 or 48-42. Something like that. And fantasy-wise, if if your quarterback's throwing, you're looking, you know, shootouts are a fantasy guy's best friend. Yeah, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing about this game is that they don't run the ball. Peyton Barber has not looked good the first couple games. Um, Rojo, Ronald Jones, he's a healthy scratch. Those are the two most talented backs they have, and neither of them have done anything all season. They are relying on Ryan Fitzpatrick right now to just wing it as much as he possibly can. So if your quarterback situation doesn't look ideal this week, 
yeah, I would go grab Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or if you're in DFS, you might be able to grab him and beat some people with Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, so shifting away from quarterbacks, we'll get to running backs. We'll head to New York, check out Saquon Barkley. Talk about a guy that's had success, but differently in both weeks. They play the Jaguars, obviously a stout defense, has 106 yards rushing with a touchdown, only two receptions for 22 yards in the PPR league, right under 28 points. Then in week two against the Cowboys, always a rivalry game, always tough. They were on the road, but then nothing in the rushing category, just 28 yards total, but then 14 receptions with 80 yards, just getting under 25 points. So yeah, this week, they're going to be in Houston. So is he going to rush and get all your points or is he going to catch it? <laughs> I mean, you know, let, let's like, that's a holy PPR Batman. Like Jesus, like it's, it's so many, like all you had in that game was dump off the Saquon, dump off the Saquon, dump off the Saquon. Yeah, I said 14 receptions, yeah. 80 yards. Yeah. And you know why that happens is that offensive line is atrocious. They can't get downfield with Beckham. They can't use Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. I mean, they even lost their center. I'm pretty sure for the year now, cause he had the air cast on. That's never a good sign when you have the air cast on John Jalapeo. He's out for the year. So now that line's gotten even worse. Eric Flowers on the right tackle is probably one of the worst right tackles I've ever seen in the history of football. But, <laughs> yeah, they're going to check it down as much as possible because Eli's not going to have a lot of time. Now, I think he's going to have a better rushing game. Like, I mean, he's not going to have 28 yards every single game. He's better than that. And that's not his fault, but he's definitely going to have more than 11 rushes. They just th- That game was a, a really bad game for the Giants. And regardless, if he gets all those catches – or if he runs the ball, you could tell he is the focal point of this team. You don't get a second pick in the draft and not use him. So, yes, yeah, Saquon Barkley is really going to kill it. And I think he's going to kill it in a high PPR catch fashion more than he will as a running back running. So then we have a quick note. You know, AFC Championship rematch with Jacksonville. Jacksonville was home, took care of business 31-20, to forced a big fumble on Tom Brady as well. Fantasy-wise... You know, Blake Bortles had a, had four touchdown passes Blake in that game snake. as well. So, you know, we already talked about Brady and how his numbers could possibly go up if Josh Gordon can, you know, get down on a few things that might help their entire offense. But what do you look for from Blake Bortles here this I, week? He's not the and he's going to be going up against the Titans. So, or no, that's the Patriots. Sorry, but what, for Bortles, I mean, is he a sleeper kind of guy if you if he's available if you if you're in desperate need here? He had a great December last year, and he had a great game here. But to tell you the truth, I don't want to touch him at this point. He's too hot and cold for me. Leonard Fournette could come back. Everything depends on Fournette. If Fournette's back, then they're going to go back to their normal game of running the ball and running the ball and then throwing a three-yard pass and then running the ball again. Like That's how they want to play it. But I'm not so worried about Blake Bortles, but that defense is insane to me. That defense is crazy. They stopped Tom Brady. They had him off his game all game. They stopped Rob Gronkowski. I think the biggest thing, the only one I really want from the Jaguars is either the Jags defense or Keelan Cole on the outside as a wide receiver. But otherwise, I'm not really touching Blake Bortles because I should have a better quarterback already. And you can grab somebody like Fitzpatrick if he's still out there or maybe like an Andy Dalton or something like that who I trust just a little bit more. So staying in the quarterback column, Kirk Cousins, the man with the money, having a tremendous season so far, went up against the Niners, had a couple of touchdown passes. Then again with the ties, and I referenced that I hated it in week one, and pretty much 
you know, it was Cleveland, Pittsburgh. They tied a bunch of missed field goals. Now, the best defense in that game was pretty much the weather. I mean, it was pouring rain, terrible. I still think it shouldn't have been a tie anyway, but, you know, we carry on. Yeah. Then the NFC North says, oh, hold my beer, and we're <laughs> going to do the same thing. And I don't under like, no sport Kickers. out there. Blame the kicker. Now, you know what? Forget that. <laughs> no team, or excuse me, no sport says, oh, we're just going to end in a tie. None. Not not even golf, Soccer. tennis. <laughs> I, I mean, it just drives me nuts that this is the most popular sport in North America. Yeah. We would agree. Yeah, okay? not even close. Why is this, I? Why is this a thing? Well, the NFL has so many things they have to fix, and if we do, we could do a whole hour podcast on the issues they have to fix. But with Kirk Cousins, I mean, you know, four hundred twenty-five yards, and the overtime touchdowns. helped everybody at that point. Oh, just yeah. gain him more yeah. yards. Yeah, you gain more yards for sure that way. But I called him in the beginning of the year to be a top five fantasy quarterback, and everybody laughed, and I had all these side bets. But right now, I'm looking pretty good. He's got Diggs, he's got Thielen, he's got Rudolph, he's got Cook. He's got Murray. He's got all this talent, this talent that he never had in Washington because the only talented player he really had, who was Reed, Jordan Reed, was always out. And he still had monster game after game in Washington. Now you bring him over here with a defense that stops everybody and him just running this offense, they're putting the ball in his hand. If you haven't noticed, Dalvin Cook really hasn't been doing much. I don't think he's gotten over 50 yards on the ground yet in the entire season because they said, we're giving, we're going to give you all this guaranteed money. You're going to sling the rock everywhere. So I listen, if you didn't listen to me on Kirk Cousins, I feel bad for you, but I've told everybody that he was going to bring you to the promised land where you could have drafted him so low and had a bomb squad around him while having a stud at a quarterback. So 425 yards, for Kirk Cousins, four touchdown passes against Green Bay in the 29-29 to 29 tie. But <laughs> Kirk Cousins, you know, if you got him, enjoy the honeymoon here because he's going to be playing the Bills at home next week. Uh, I'm sure he's going to put up some more fantasy oh, points, yeah. barring any other, you know, blue moon at that point. He sits down by half, that's I, my guess. So we talked about the Jaguars, though, and you mentioned Fournette a couple of times with the injury. Are, you know, should guys, or should fantasy players, are we rushing to get TJ Yeldon? Are we hanging on? What are we looking at? Fournette's injury is the most frustrating injury of the year so far. I mean, there has been reports that he was running a practice last week at 18 miles per hour, which is like, how do you figure out that's that? People figure out that's that. It's 2018. There's so many stats everywhere. But that's a high speed for people that don't realize that. He has this ability, but he always pulls something. So it makes you a little bit nervous. But here's the thing. You gotta keep it. You gotta monitor this because we're still kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows. I think he's gonna play this week. I think he's back this week. I think they just gave him a week off to rest his legs so they can have him for the long haul. But keep an eye on it. And I'm not even really feeling uh, Yeldon. Yeldon's not my favorite one to pick now. I think it's Corey Grant. I think he has the better game. He was targeted a lot more in the passing game, and he's probably still on the waiver wire. But you're gonna probably have to battle whoever owns Fournette to get him. So you might want to put a claim in for him now, but if Fournette's out, yeah, you're going to grab one of them backups. I like Grant better than Yeldon. So, you know, another injury, Thursday night football that had just passed. It was uh, the Ravens. It was the Bengals. Your boy, Joe Mixon, uh, leaves the game early now. Uh, are you hanging on? Are you teeter-tottering? Or are we throwing in the towel saying, you know, let's get Gio Bernard. What can he do for you? Cincinnati, by the way, will be on the road against Carolina coming up. So let's preface this whole conversation with the fact that I somehow traded Joe Mixon today 
and flip this into Alvin Kamara. Don't ask me how, long story. If you guys want to know, you can just message us on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll explain the trade there. But yeah, it was hard. He underwent a procedure to remove a small particle from his knee, could keep him out the two to three weeks. The big thing with him is that he hurt it on Thursday Night Football. So he kind of has this mini buy right now. He's definitely missing this week, but I think he only misses this week. I don't think he goes much deeper than that. But if you have Joe Mixon, and even if you don't, you have to go try to get Gio Bernard. He is the number one claim for me right now. I think he's going to have a hell of a game. I think he's going to be a focal point because there's no other running backs there. And he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. I mean, he's the little minivan. That's what they called him because he used to drive a minivan to practice all the time. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But yeah, I think you got to go for Gio Bernard. You can never not have running back depth on your team. You need to go get it because running back is small this year compared to wide receivers. There's a lot more in the wide receiver pool than there is in the running back pool. So even if you don't want him, stash him because like say I'm playing you, I want to keep Gio Bernard away from you. I don't want you using him against me. So I'm going to go drop my worst player for Gio Bernard cuz you can go have my trash while I hide a player who's going to be a number 1 running back for his team this week. So staying in the running back column, a lot of running back injuries. Obviously, you know, Shady is also shaken up a little bit with a rib problem. But we're going to shift out west, and this is just sad. And I'm sorry to fantasy owners, David Johnson and the Cardinals offense. Arizona obviously not having a good year, and you know, especially David Johnson, and he probably went high in a lot of fantasy leagues, and rightfully so, but. Now you have him on your team. He's not giving you points. Are you benching him? Are you keeping him? What are you, what are we looking at here? If you need the you need to spark your own two in your fantasy league and you got David Johnson as your RB one, what I what I do you still have? Now, I'm, I'm, I look so sad right now because I in our league that we play together, um, yeah, I have David Johnson and it's been killing me. I mean, I'm two and zero thankfully because the rest of my team has blown up, but. Yeah, he had 48 rushing yards. He's not really a factor in the game, and I don't blame him. I I blame the fact that Sam Bradford is bad. He had zero first downs. Zero. Tom, Tim Tebow has <laughs> oh, first no. downs. He had Tim to make it to the episode. Yeah, Look yeah, out. Well, Tim Tebow is going to be in every episode. <sighs> He's a better out, quarterback than Sam Bradford at the moment. Oh, it's no. time for them to put in Josh Rosen, I think. If not, it's time to just change your offense. Let me read you a stat that a lot of people don't realize because David Johnson could be like Christian McCaffrey. David Johnson could be like Barkley with all these catches this past week, but they're not using him. In 2016, when he had that monster year, he had 31 routes a game. He ran for passing, 31 passing routes a game. 31. This year, 16. You, There's not much talent there. It's him and Larry Fitzgerald, maybe Ricky Seals-Jones, and that's about it. Why are you not heavily relying on this man right now? Everything should be running through him. He should have 30 to 35 touches total running, targets in the passing game, etc. All that stuff. And for some reason, they're just not doing it. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when Todd Gurley was under Jeff Fisher and everybody thought he was going to have that great year after he had? Oh, this is all I have that vision because I had Todd Gurley that year too. And it was just heartbreaking. I don't think you bench him yet. I think you stick with him. He's your stud. You go through one more week. If it goes wrong after this week too, and they're not willing to make the changes and the coach is being stubborn and Sam Bradford stays in and the offense isn't changing, you might have to bench him. 
you might have to hope that you drafted well and got some good backup running backs. But it's just it's hard. He should have all these dump offs. And if they put Josh Rosen in, those dump offs are going to come because he's a rookie quarterback who might be a little nervous and they're going to have him check down and check down and check down all game. And then David Johnson's value shoots back through the roof. But for now, yeah, I think you got to stick with him for one more week and then possibly bench him. And that is what we have for you in NFL news. So we get to a good fun part. Pepe, you're on the spot here. Pickups and drops, waiver wire. Here we go. We talked about them. Oh, 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 if it's magic. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing ever again. Oh, thank God. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, go for it. I mean, yeah, we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick a little bit already. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been tearing it up. Like we said last game, he had 400 yards again. He had four touchdowns. And he did the same thing in the first game. You never would have expected this. Anybody who said they did isn't a flat-out liar. But, yeah, if you're having some struggles at the quarterback position, if you look, I know there's a team in one of my leagues. He actually has Sam Darnold, and he has Andy Dalton. I'd probably go pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't want to touch either of them. I'd rather go with Fitz. I mean, would you rather take Fitz out of those three? And, well, and we talked about it earlier. He's going to be against the Steelers at home as well. Another terrible Just defense. Geez. So. Here we go. So yeah. the book is out for Fitzmagic. We'll see if it can continue yeah. against Pittsburgh. Go get Conor McGregor's doppelganger. Uh, yeah. So we talked about the Bengals a little bit earlier as well. The problems with Mixon with injuries. Gio Bernard, he's kind of your little secondhand man there as well. Minivan. He's the minivan. I mean, he's not sexy. He's not fun to own, but he works. He does everything you need it to do. He's the minivan. He is the number one pickup running back wise for me. Running back depth is really short this year. Like overall, and so many starters are getting hurt. We just yeah. named, we named Fournette, like Shady, yeah. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah. And, you know, people are flying off the handle here. Every, like everybody's getting hurt. Everybody's going down. Tyreek Cohen went down too. You know, if he's one of your starters, he he's a little injured at the moment as well. So yeah, I grab Gio Bernard. If I have Joe Mixon. You're obviously going to go grab Gio Bernard because you need that number one running back from Cincinnati. You want a running back who can run and catch the ball regardless, though. So even if you don't have Joe Mixon, go put a waiver claim in for Gio Bernard. If you're doing fab and doing free agent auction money, yeah, you want to kind of spend maybe 20-30% of your fab because he might have two to three weeks. I still think it's only going to be one. But who knows? Surgeries don't go right correctly like all the time. There's always issues with surgeries. But I think it's one week. It could be possibly three. Yeah, I would go for Gio Bernard, hands down. So definitely a sleeper that you don't that you probably weren't thinking of giving some attention to, and now you are, and that's Will Fuller, the receiver from Houston. Philly boy. He's a Philly boy too. I love it. But um yeah, he was dominating this week he eight for 113 and a score with watson these are the stats where he's finished as the wide receiver rankings for the week with watson in all the games they played together seventh 16th 17th third and eighth this past week you have to get a guy who's throwing up stats like that fuller and watson apparently love each other <laughs> they're in a man relationship that's guy love they know what they're doing they have great chemistry you got to grab a guy. If you haven't grabbed him, you're a little he, weak on the wide he's receivers. He's probably out there in a lot of leagues yeah, as well. Out there, especially like in a 10-man and a 10-man league. Yeah, I could see him still being out there. 12-man, you're you know risking it 
a little bit. But yeah, if he's out there, put a claim in for him because I guarantee you have somebody on your team on the level of like Robbie Anderson, maybe, or you know, maybe Marvin Jones. You're not really loving him too much. Yeah, go pick up Will Fuller if he's out there. That's a pickup that you definitely want to aim for. I Will Fuller is really good. Yes, I know he has Hopkins, but yeah, Will Fuller is definitely somebody you want to get. All right, so now the running back carousel and the craziness going on in Denver. It's almost been a toss-up that's been a common thread, and you've probably heard it on you know, ESPN a lot as well, and just a topic with Denver running backs here, Philip Lindsay. Denver just loves to piss me off. Anytime I draft one of their <laughs> running backs, a la Royce Freeman this year, they're just like, nah, we don't we don't want him anymore. He's supposed to be the three down back. Now nah, we don't want him. We're gonna go for Philip Lindsay instead. I mean, he had fourteen like 107 yards on 14 attempts. I think that's amazing. Now, let's look at a stat that people aren't really recognizing. The snap breakdown through two weeks. He has 40% of those snaps. He has 23 routes run. He's touched the ball 32 times. Now let's go to Freeman. He's had 33% of the snaps, 19 routes, and 23 touches. I mean, math is math. You, you can't argue that. Philip Lindsay is on the field more. They love him more. He's a hometown commodity. I think it's Philip Lindsay's turn now to have this, and I think Royce Freeman is somebody that you might need to start backing off from a little bit. And if Philip Lindsay's still out there, Grab him. If he's out there, you got to grab him. Now, he's not in most leagues. He's probably not out there. But if you're lucky enough, grab him. So buying into Philip Lindsay, going back to the Steelers, talking about their defense isn't what it was, but their offense puts up plenty of points. And, you know, they've been spreading the wealth, certainly, in Pittsburgh and longtime favorite there and plenty of chemistry. And that is Jesse James and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, Jesse James is there. Now, I'm reluctant to talk about this because I want to pick him up in our league, and I don't want our friends to hear this. <laughs> so anybody who's listening that's close to us, just just skip ahead by a minute. Just oh, ignore God. this. He, he's not going to do good, I promise. But now, Jesse James is going to have a pretty decent game. Again, they're playing the... Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. Can you give me the name? The Buccaneers. Sorry. Yes. I wanted to say the Chiefs. I knew that was week two. But, yeah, they're playing the Buccaneers. Not a great defense. Having a great offensive year so far, but not a great defense. Nick yeah. Foles. Just and that could be a nice yards. shootout. That could be a shootout. Game as exactly. well. Exactly. On Monday Night Football. There's been a lot of scoring this year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But, yeah, Jesse James, he has eight catches for 198 yards and a touchdown so far this season. I'm always a fan of streaming your tight end if you don't get the Gronk, the Kelsey, the Ertz of the league. And now is the time to stream Jesse with Tampa Bay on the horizon. Let's look at last week. Let's just look at the Eagles. Perkins, the rookie tight end for the Eagles, who for some reason started over Dallas Goddard. He had four catches for 57 yards. Zach Ertz had 11 catches for 94. Both of the tight ends had decent games. I would take either of those games from my tight end in a heartbeat if I'm streaming that because the rest of my team is going to carry the load. And like I said, tight ends are like windshield wipers to cars. You need them, but you can still drive the car without. <laughs> as long as it's not raining. Yeah, as long as it's not raining. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you stick your head out the window like Ace Ventura. Yeah, there you go. All right. So those are the guys you like that you're looking for. Now we're throwing these guys away. We're dropping them. We're starting with Ricky Seals-Jones. What have you seen or not seen from him that we're waving bye-bye? You know what? This this one here isn't so much on Ricky Seals-Jones. He had a decent game. He wasn't terrible. The issue with Ricky Seals-Jones is Sam Bradford. Zero first downs. We've already said this. Zero first downs. That's a problem. You can't have offensive production 
from any position if you have zero first downs. I really think that you should try to move on. He only had four catches for 17 yards. He did have six targets, which is nice, but the offense is just a little sad, and they're going up against the Bears, who are back to being the monsters of the midway again. So, yeah, I think you move on from Mickey Seals-Jones, and we just talked about getting Jesse James, so there's a nice, easy flip-flop, change him out, get a better player. Then we already talked about earlier in the major news segment, Carson Wentz will be back under center. Any fantasy owners out there right now with Nick Foles? Uh, look, I, the only reason why he's on this list is because I still see teams that have him. I don't know if they're just being lazy. I don't know if they haven't, like, you know, what they're doing. But there's still people asking questions. People have sent questions in about Nick Foles. Do you keep him in case Carson Wentz gets hurt? No, you don't keep Nick. Nick really wasn't doing well anyway. So I wasn't a big fan of Nick. At this point, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better. Maybe you can get T-Mobile. I'm not a big fan of Mitchell Trubisky, but I think he's a better player to have because he runs around a lot more than Nick Foles does. So if you have Nick Foles, there's better options out there. Go check them out. I guarantee you can find somebody, but I don't think Carson Wentz, and let's knock on wood, you know, I know we're both Eagles fans, knock on wood that Carson Wentz takes over the rest of the season and it's not an issue. So now we'll shift to Detroit. Plenty of action in the receiver column with Stafford and Tate and yeah. Galladay, you know, and Jones. Kenny Galladay, that can be a nice pickup for some guys too, because you always look at Tate, you look at Marvin Jones, but Galladay's having a, a solid couple of weeks here, so he yeah. could also be a sleeper yeah. uh, pickup if he's there. No, if he if he's there, if being the big word, because a lot of people really liked him this year, yeah, then you go pick him up. That's easy. So we'll shift to the backfield for the Lions, which has not been good. Listen, if the backfield, if their name isn't Carry On Johnson, you should not have them. Theoretic isn't producing enough. You have Amir Abdullah, who isn't even playing. LeGarrette Blunt, he got thrown out of the game. And to tell you the truth, the they look dead like the Patriots because Matt Patricia. They don't. You don't know who the running back is. They're not going to use the same guy all the time. You can never really figure it out. But the guy who has the most talent on that team is Carryon Johnson. And you know what we got to get for this podcast? We got to drop in like Carry On My Wayward Son every time we talk about Carryon Johnson. Like that's all I want. I just want to play in the background like an instrumental every time we talk about him. We'll make a side note yeah. to uh, get some Kansas up on yeah. uh, YouTube yeah. later. Last but not least, the high-powered offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about Fitzmagic, Deshaun Jackson, so speed, Mike Evans, still one of the best in the league. Everyone's having a great time and a great season on the Buccaneers offense, except... Peyton Barber, <laughs> man, how you have an offense where you have this much like going on in the passing game and you ran 16 times for 22 yards. That's a terrible breakdown. That's awful. I guarantee that Fitzpatrick could turn around, hand me the ball, and I could trip forward for more <laughs> yards in a game than Peyton Barber just had. Roe Jones is still nowhere to be seen. Ronald Jones is still a healthy scratch. He's supposed to be the more talented one, but I don't know what's going on with that situation. Peyton Barber has had two games of being the back, the three-down back. Nothing's come from it. I would drop him. I would drop him right now. Go get yourself to J.O. Bernard. Go get you somebody else who's going to do a little bit more because that that's barely two points. That's barely two points. Again, I could trip, get more yards. You can actually plug me in right now, and I guarantee I'll get the same amount of points this week as Peyton Barber. There you go. Your drops and ads, and that is what we have for you on the waiver wire. All right, so now it is time for you, the fans, to get involved with a little Q&A. Pep? 
You ready to go? We got some good questions. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hand them out. Let's go. First, we want to thank everyone for sending in their questions. And if you want a chance for your question to be answered and read on our show, just holler at us on Instagram and Twitter at Real NFL Guru. So we will lead off with a little bit of, I guess you could say, some big events. We'll get to it in a moment. But first, we'll get to the question. So here is our First question from a familiar face for you. Oh, boy. Yo, what up, Philly Joe? <laughs> it's your boy Brandon from TKO. Oh, God. Got a question for you guys. What do you do with Le'Veon Bell at this point? And what can you realistically get for him in a trade? After today, I'm looking at right now, Antonio Brown saying trade me. Steelers look like they're going down. Connor's doing well. I don't know if Bell's going to come back any time within the next 10 weeks i'm wondering i got him in two leagues wonder what i can do for trade at least get something out of him oh man yeah, so <laughs> so for the people who don't know brandon is actually in the friday night episode of tko with me this week to race for another hundred thousand dollars um first off brandon be prepared i'm gonna hit you with a lot of stuff on that episode but let's get into your fantasy question because i'm gonna feel real bad about hitting you with that stuff so i might as well help you now um yeah Le'Veon bell has been the steelers honestly let's not just say Le'Veon bell the steelers are just i don't know what's going on they're like a like a soap opera that's on like tv and, and that is very un steeler like yeah. that's not like you know mike tom they usually run like a tight ship and not feel like tomlin's losing the team almost yeah i feel like he's pretty much losing the team now the ab thing today doesn't scare me as much with this whole like trade me he was just saying that like trade me to another quarterback i guarantee i could do the same thing he was just trying to shut up some fan he's got to stop getting in these arguments with people but Le'Veon bell i know you drafted him first we were talking about it, it you're very upset about it i know you are <laughs> but i'm not trading him i'm keeping Le'Veon bell there was rumors from adam schefter saying he'll be back by you know october then, you know, you have the whole by week 10, he has to be in by week 10 to have this year count for his uh, contract. James Conner had a decent game in week one, and then he tailed off a tiny bit in week two, but it wasn't the greatest defenses. They weren't like monsters of the midway. Like they're not fantastic defenses. Um, James Conner is a good talent, but Le'Veon Bell is a phenomenal talent. He will be back. The Steelers are in disarray, and when that stuff happens, you could possibly say, hey, Le'Veon, here's your money. Just shut up and run the ball. I think you keep Le'Veon Bell, but if you're keen on trading him, you, he's still the number one pick to the number six pick whenever you got him in your draft for everybody out there. You have to trade him high. I don't care if he hasn't played yet. He's still Le'Veon Bell. That's like if Megatron came back, Calvin Johnson, tomorrow, and he also signed with the Patriots, and somebody picked him up. Right. They're going to trade him high right. because that's how that works. So, yeah, don't trade him for just like, you know, a lunch meat sandwich and like some Cheez-Its. You have to get some talent back for that. If you could flip him, for a really good running back talent or for, you know, a running back talent plus a decent, like, receiver or tight end or a quarterback. Yeah, I two for one for Le'Veon Bell in my eyes. Start high. You can always start high and work back down, but work it high. Brandon, I know we talked about my trade earlier today, and you were amazed by it. So just follow the guru, man. I did the trade correctly today, and you loved it. Just follow how I did it, and you'll be fine. I'm keeping that secret to myself on how to do trades for a future podcast. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks again for your question and good luck Friday night no. on TKO. No good luck. On TKO. I will wish you good luck. <laughs> uh, next question Taylor from Kansas. 
when will Derrick Henry pan out in his draft position? What do you got? Oh, man. So, so Taylor, I mean, I feel bad for you. I told everybody that I was not a fan of Derrick Henry this year. Yes, he has the size. Yes, he's big. I know everyone saw that picture of how much bigger he is than Deion Lewis. But Deion Lewis just produces, and they constantly have him outworking Derrick Henry in the preseason and regular games, and this is not a great team. Great teams, they get up, they run the ball right down the middle of the field trying to waste time. This is not a great team. Mariota and the gang, they can't move the ball that well. There's a lot of checkdowns. They're going to, to Deion Lewis, not Derrick Henry. I don't see him really panning out. I, if Derrick Henry has a big game in the next couple of weeks, Taylor, trade him. Trade him high. Get rid of him quickly and get yourself a back who's going to be in the game a lot more than Deion Lewis. All right. Adam from California wants to know, Devontae Parker, stash him, trash him? Uh, yeah. So, Adam, uh, it depends on your league. If it's a 10-team league, yeah, get rid of him. There's a lot of talent in the waiver wire. But even if it's a 12-team league, again, get rid of him. We talked about this earlier. Wide receivers are deep this year. Like, I mean, you just named three players from the Lions. You have deeper plays like Dante Pettis on the Niners. You can go deeper with the Eagles. I mean, now you have Jordan Matthews on the Eagles, who we can hit on a, like a little bit later. But he could be maybe fantasy relevant. You have all these players out there. Each team has about three or four receivers in every game doing something. They're always on the field. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Devontae Parker. They're just not playing him. They look like they love Kenny Stills. The Dolphins are still a bit of a mystery to me, and I would like to stay away from things that are mysteries. So Dennis from Texas, we talked about this in the beginning of the show with the Arizona Cardinals. Dennis is having a tough time. What do I do with David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald? You pray that Sam Bradford gets benched. I mean... (laughs) He, you, you have to ride with your early picks. We talked about this earlier. David Johnson, you ride with your stud. Larry Fitzgerald, he's your one, maybe your two wide receiver. You ride with him if he's at home. He's always better at home than he is away. He caught, I'm pretty sure, 86 balls last year at home to 67 away. I'm almost certain that that's that. But either way, he did catch more at home. I'm benching Larry Fitzgerald right now. Sam Bradford couldn't get a first down. I don't want anything to do with that passing game. But David Johnson, I'm keeping him in. Now they're playing the Bears this week. Russell Wilson barely could have moved the ball. Sam Bradford is not Russell Wilson. You got to play David Johnson still. You got to stick with him. He's your stud. He's your first round pick. But Larry Fitzgerald, if you got a better option on the bench playing a weaker defense, bench him. Go for somebody else. All right. Tony from Florida. We talked about New England earlier as well. And he carousel that is their running backs uh they're running back in the backfield we have a problem with rex burkhead what do you do with him so rex burkhead this is what you do you grab him on your bench you bring him to the trash can and you drop him (laughs) sony michelle he's back now james white he's there gronk's there chris hogan's there Josh Gordon just got brought into this whole thing and you're still remembering that julian elman's coming back they never been heavy on the running backs but right now they're not looking like they're looking for Rex Burkhead. They're not a huge fan of him right now. And I it's just one of them backfields I don't want to touch. Just like the Colts backfield, I don't want to touch either team's backfield. I would go for Sony Michelle first. He looks like he's getting a lot of the play. James White's getting a lot of the play. If you have to take one of those running backs, but honestly, I think you could dump him. Maybe make him the second piece in a trade for somebody. Like, you know, if you're trading like a big star plus Rex Burkhead, just to dump that salary. 
And we'll shift to Aaron from Arizona. Thanks again for all of your questions. Well, Mariota, we were just talking about Tennessee. Will Mariota hurt Corey Davis as a fantasy wide receiver? Well, we'll let Aaron finish off the fan questioning. But uh, Mariota, he's just not good. But here's the issue. Corey Davis is a target monster. With Blaine Gabbert, he had five catches for 55 yards. The week before, he had six catches for 62 yards. Delaney Walker's out there. They're always behind, like I was saying with the Derrick Henry thing and why you would rather have Deion Lewis. They're always behind. They always have to throw. There's not another receiver on that team that I'm really feeling too much right now. And he's a big target. He's a big boy. Like, so he's going to be the red zone option in my eyes to fill off the red zone option that they lost with Delaney Walker. So, yeah, we'll end this with the fact that Mariota, he hurts him a little bit, but Corey Davis is almost untouchable of being hurt. Like, you can't hurt him. I think he's going to have his targets regardless. All right, that'll do it for the Q&A segment. Thanks to everyone who sent in their questions. And if you want your question answered on our show, or at least for a chance for it to be answered, we'll go through and pick out about five, six of our, of the best ones. So for your chance to have your questions answered on our show, reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at RealNFLGuru, and we'll see if Peppy can handle and help you out with your questions. Okay, so next, we did this little segment last week. A lot of fun, something quick and easy, a little bit that you know everybody can have an opinion on. And Pepe went 10-6 and six in our, what play. we like to call, yeah, what we like to call a little pick'em segment. Basically, just picking, you know, you know, going through every single game and going through two players, one on each side, and who will have the better game fantasy-wise. Again, we do PPR. You know, it doesn't matter which team overall wins. Fantasy stats-wise, head-to-head, who would win? Pepe went 10-6 and six last week. We'll also post our results for this week, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RealNFLGuru, and you can follow along with us. But Pepe went 10-6 and six last week. We'll see if we can do better. Or we can make fun of him if he does worse. Oh, yeah. So we'll start off with the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Kinsey Inunua, definitely a surprise a little bit here for yeah. the Jets versus Jarvis Landry. Better in fantasy. What do you got? All right, I got a Inunua for this week. I got Quincy Inunua getting the better game. And I'm going with that factor because he looks like he's the number one wide receiver. And yes, now Jarvis Landry is the dead set number one wide receiver, Josh Gordon being gone. Doesn't this seem just so much like the Browns at the moment where like they get rid of one of their star players and everything just seems to like implode. And then I remember that Hugh Jackson only has one win in two years and he can't coach. So yeah, I'm going to go with Quincy and Nunwa to win this battle on Thursday night. So this is a fun matchup rivalry game. Saints Falcons Saints will be on the road in Atlanta. Michael Thomas for the Saints, Julio Jones for the Falcons and the Red Zone. Struggles continue in the Julio Jones Part end of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the Falcons offense, look, he's going to get his touches. He's going to get his yards. He's, you know, that's always going to be there. But Michael Thomas, he's looking amazing this year. He's somebody that I'm not going to bet against for right now. So I'm sticking with Michael Thomas because he has been going off. And as much as Julio has been going off, one of them has been getting touchdowns, Michael Thomas. Next, Washington will host Green Bay. Shifting to the tight ends, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed. Uh, listen, Jimmy Graham had a great game last week, and but I still don't believe in Rodgers to a tight end. He doesn't have a lot of games where he does that, but Alex Smith loves his tight end, and Alex Smith's wide receivers, he's not clicking with. You could see that last week. Jamison Clam Crowder, not connecting with him. He's not connecting with Paul Richardson. He's just not connecting 
whatsoever with him. So yeah, I'm gonna take Jordan Reed, and I'm gonna have him beat uh, um, Jimmy Graham. Sorry, I blanked on his name for a minute. All right, so then the Colts are on the road to take on the Eagles. Carson Wentz will be getting the start. His first start back since tearing his ACL against the Rams last December. Andrew Luck versus Carson Wentz. Yeah, so this is going to be a nice battle of uh, quarterbacks here. But I think that Andrew Luck's going to win just because of the factor that Carson Wentz is just He's coming off rust. He's been out for a while. I can't just jump on that bandwagon yet. I've seen Andrew Luck do it for a couple games right now. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. So, yeah, let's go to the next one. I see you got a look on your face because I have terrible handwriting. So, yeah, go ahead and ask your question if you want to. So, we have the Bills and the Vikings. Shady, we were talking about a little bit banged up. Dalvin Cook banged up. What do you have for them seeing them production-wise? You know what? I'm not touching a Bills player. In my suicide pool, I'm pulling the everybody against the Buffalo Bills this season. So I'm not – Shady has dropped out of an RB1, RB2. He's a flex play with high volume. He's going to get the ball a lot, but he's going to be relying on touchdowns for him to actually matter. I don't think Dalvin Cook's had a great season either yet, but just, you know, out of the bottom of the barrel, like I feel like Dalvin Cook's having the better game. Back to the AFC. Raiders, Dolphins, the Raiders will be on the road. Raiders going 0-2 so far, so not the, the honeymoon is basically over yeah. for John Gruden. Um, Raiders on the road against Miami. Amari Cooper, Kenny Stills, wide receiver matchup. You know what? When it comes to this, they're both the number ones for their team right now, but Parker could possibly come back. Devontae Parker could come back for the Dolphins, um, and that could take away from Stills. But the second wide receiver, if you can name him on the Oakland Raiders, I'll give you a dollar. Like, cause you, like it's it's Jared Cook as a tight end, but after that, nobody else is really stepping up. I know it's Jordy Nelson, but he's not really doing much. Amari uh, Cooper, he had a great game last week. He had a rough game in week one, but I do think that he's going to still be Kenny Stills fantasy point-wise PPR. So defense wins championships. Do they win fantasy championships? Who knows? They can. Broncos on the road against the Ravens. Which defense is going to have the better game? You know, if Denver was home, I would have picked them. But Baltimore's home. They had a rough week last week against the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. But they had a great first week, even though it was the Bills. I do believe that the Ravens can stifle Casey Keenum more than the Broncos can stifle Joe Flacco, which I never thought I would speak up for Joe Flacco in my entire life. But yeah, I think the Ravens defense, they possibly get a couple more turnovers than the Broncos do, and the Ravens are going to win that battle in fantasy. Bengals on the road against Carolina. Yeah, your boy, the minivan, Gio Bernard, filling in for Mixon or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Christian McCaffrey. Don't get me wrong. I love Gio Bernard. I'm telling you to pick him up, everything like that. But CMC, Christian McCaffrey, he's a stud. And they throw him the ball constantly. Now, you would love to see more rushing yards come out of the backfield. You would. I know that. But in PPR, when you're getting double-digit targets and receptions, it's almost impossible to beat that. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Christian. So the New York Giants were in a load of trouble last weekend. Eli Manning was just about running for his life, and they will be on the road taking on the Houston Texans. So you got Odell Beckham Jr., and then we talked about Will Fuller, but you have DeAndre Hopkins versus OBJ. Obviously, OBJ not getting as much, you know, receptions, you know, real-time or fantasy, you know, owners a little bit upset because Eli doesn't have any time to throw the ball. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, week one, he had 11 catches, and that was against the Jaguars D. But last week, he they couldn't get him the ball. That offensive line, they fell apart. The Jalapero got hurt. Jalapio, I mean, he got hurt. Um, I have both of these receivers in fantasy, so this was really <laughs> hard for me to pick. But I'm going to take Nuke because I trust DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson more than I trust Eli Manning behind that shaky line. I do believe Barkley has a giant game before OBJ does. So I'm going to go Hopkins. So Titans at Jacksonville, another division game in the AFC South quarterback matchup, Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota. Yuck. But um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Bortles had a big game last week. He had a few good games last December. He hasn't looked very terrible yet, but you know who I've just I've given up on. I think he's done. I don't think he has the ability to progress mentally with a QB IQ. Marcus Mariota just doesn't have it to me. And if you're tied in the Chip Kelly in any way, I just can't stand you at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Blake Bortles for this one because I just don't see it in Super Mario. He's a little injured. He's missing the Laney Walker. But I think Blake Bortles beats him out. I think this game would be a lot of fun to watch. The next one we're going to talk about. And it might not be the most obvious one, but obviously, you know, all eyes on Patrick Mahomes. But 49s are an up-and-coming team, especially with the Jimmy G revolution here. So you have Garoppolo and then your homie, Patrick Mahomes. Does he keep the phenomenal play continuing here against the 49ers? And the Chiefs will be at home. Look, if this was like a handsome contest, Jimmy G wins every time. The dude's like a supermodel for some reason. I don't get it. He's a football player, but he he's a handsome guy. I can't I can't hate on him from one handsome guy to another. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. But yeah, I mean the 49ers defense. They're not going to stop this offense. I think Patrick Mahomes has another week of four type t- four to five touchdowns in the game, and then I think Patrick Mahomes falls off as he starts facing harder defenses. But this week, I think it's going to be a big shootout here. And I do think Patrick Mahomes beats him. Riding with my homie. (laughs) Riding with the homie over Jimmy G. This is a real fun matchup. Battle of LA. The Chargers will take on the Rams. The obvious choice or the obvious matchup everyone's going to look at. Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. Is it bad that... I know San, like they moved from San Diego to LA and I still call them the San Diego Chargers. Like we should make a like some type of bet that every time I say San Diego, I have to do push-ups while we film this. But um yeah, this is gonna be a fun battle. Now Melvin Gordon, he also got injured and he has an upper body injury. But was it a deep injury? I don't think so. They were playing the Bills, they had the game in hand already. I think he got a little dinged up and they were just like, Okay, sit down, we'll put in Eckler, you don't need to do anything else. It's the Bills, they're a JV team. But It's Todd Gurley, and the Rams are looking like a Super Bowl contender right now. And I think the Rams pull away from the Chargers in this game a little bit. So then you're going to get a little bit more running from the L.A. Rams. So, yeah, I'm going to go Todd Gurley. I know it's not like, you know, oh, what a surprise. But, yeah, Todd Gurley wins that. Staying in the West, Cowboys at Seattle. You know, Russell Wilson was definitely running for his life (laughs) on Monday night against Chicago. You know, and was hit plenty of times, sacked six times, turned the ball over with an interception, fumbled the ball. So he was definitely running for his life, obviously missing Doug Baldwin as well. Cowboys offense, they're hurting at wide receivers. So who has the better game here, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson? This is going to be one of the games I wish doesn't pop up on Red Zone, but it's going to anyway. <laughs> um, 
yeah, this is just going to be a bad offensive game. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. They both run, but I think Russell Wilson runs a little bit more. I like Russell Wilson to have Tyler Lockett. I like Russell Wilson. He has Brandon Marshall. He has Will Disley, who has touchdowns in each game this year, both of the games. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because I'm just going to take overall talent here. And I, I don't like any of Dak's receivers, so I'm going to go Russell Wilson. So shifting to your favorite offense, the Bears will be on the road taking on the Arizona Cardinals and running back battle. We talked about, you just told everybody, hang on to him, hang on to him. Jordan Howard, David Johnson. Look, I, look, I told everybody, hang on to David Johnson, yes. But in this one, I got to pick Jordan Howard. The, Sam Bradford had zero first downs. Zero. <laughs> I, I, again, like I just like... We need the movie phone guy to just come in and do his like voiceover and be like zero, you know. But no, you got to go Jordan Howard. Cohen's got a little bit of an injury; he's a little dinged up. And right now, Jordan Howard, the one thing he couldn't do last year was catch the ball, but he's catching it, which is keeping Cohen off the field. Jordan Howard, for whoever got him a little bit later into the draft because he couldn't quote unquote catch, they're paying high dividends right now. Jordan Howard is going to win that battle. So this one's a little bit of a question. Sunday night football, Patriots on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. You know, Josh Gordon, will he be in the game, do you think? Um, yeah, so I don't know how much he's going to be in this game. But it's him or Golden Tate that we have in this battle. And I'm going to go Golden Tate. He's a PPR monster. He gets so many targets. And Josh Gordon, the only way he's fantasy relevant this week, is if they hit him deep for a long touchdown. I don't see that happening. So I'm going to go Golden Tate. I think that's a real easy one. We could just check that in the winner's column. <laughs> so Monday night to round out week three. We talked about it in the beginning of the show. And this could be a fantasy players delight here. Steelers on the road against Tampa Bay. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Big Ben, both of them having great seasons so far through the first two weeks. Yeah, I mean... This is going to be a battle. I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout, but I have a thing, and everybody knows it, of home Ben versus away Ben. Ben's away this week, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is going off. They're going to have this crowd behind him. Oh, my God, we're 2-0. We're all going to freak out around the pirate ship. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a lot of deep balls to the Sean, a lot of toss them ups to Mike Evans in the red zone. Godwin's going to go off. OJ Howard's going to go off. They're never going to hand the ball off, apparently, because they don't do that with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game. So, yeah, I'm going to go Ryan Fitzpatrick as the last pick of the Pickums head-to-head matchups. So that will do it for this edition of NFL Fantasy Guru. We want to thank everybody who sent in their questions. And remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RealNFLGuru for your chance to have your questions read on the air. And we hope to get them coming in. We had some great ones this week, so we hope that continues as we go along. Thank you to our partners at Sports Talk Line. You could follow them at sports underscore talk line on Instagram. You can follow the guru himself. Joe Peppy at jpep20 on Instagram and Twitter. And you could follow me on Twitter at Joe Broadcaster. Ways to find us, we have plenty for you. You can get us at anchor.fm slash Guru. If you don't have Anchor, don't worry. For the rest of these, please subscribe to NFL Fantasy Guru. And we will have that available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and Breaker. So for all of us here at NFL Fantasy Guru, for Joe Pepe, I'm Joe Sindoni. Good luck in week three.